Welcome to The Healing Catalyst. I'm your host, Dr. Avanti Kumar Singh, and I know that Ayurveda can transform your life. How? Because it transformed mine. And the best part is, it's easier than you think. Your body has exactly what it needs to heal itself. All you need to do to enhance its healing power is to start practicing healthy routines, which I can teach you. In over 20 years of practicing both Western medicine and Eastern healing traditions, the most important thing I've learned is that healing is a journey we take together. So on this podcast, I'll be demystifying Ayurveda and other integrated medicine, showing how these simple, ancient practices are the keys to unlocking a healthy modern life. We are all healing catalysts because healing starts within. It starts with you and it starts right now. Let's get started. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Healing Catalyst podcast. I'm so glad to be back with you again for this episode. I can't believe that it's already November. We're almost at the end of 2020. And in a lot of ways, I can't wait for it to be over. Obviously, there's been a lot that's been going on this year. And, you know, this month I've been talking a lot about mental and emotional health. If you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, or if you're connected with me on LinkedIn, or if you've read some of the articles I've been writing for other publications, including Mind Body Green and Thrive Global. So far this month, I've really focused in on the topics of anxiety and loneliness, two topics that I actually think have a lot of relevance and importance right now, given the state of the world that we're living in. And I don't know about you, but I'm really trying to keep up and manage all of the stressors of the world in general of the U.S. election and the global pandemic that's now in its ninth month that have been piled upon the stressors of my everyday life. And I know that I've been engaging in all kinds of behaviors, many of which are not health supporting, to deal with the feelings that I'm having in response to all of these stressors. And I know that if I'm having trouble with all of this, it's likely that there are some of you out there who are also having trouble with this. And so today I want to talk about the connection between stressors and inflammation and the bridge between those two, which are our choices. Now, notice I said stressors, not stress. And there's a distinction here that's really important. Stress is not what happens to you, but what happens within you. It's a physiological reaction inside your body and mind caused by some kind of stimulus or stressor that is outside of you. And the resulting choices that you make will either prolong the stress response and increase inflammation, or the choices you make will interrupt the stress response and decrease inflammation. Every choice that we make, everything that we do, is either anti-inflammatory or inflammatory. And these choice points are either coping strategies that are health-supporting or soft addictions that are health-weakening. The choice points are the focus in Ayurveda. By identifying the sources of our stressors and then becoming aware of the choices we make every single day, 
in thoughts, feelings, and resulting actions or inactions, we can determine whether we go down the path to healing and health or down the path to symptoms, illness, and chronic disease. The human body responds to external stressors by activating the nervous system and then releasing hormones into the bloodstream. Specifically, the hypothalamus will signal the adrenal glands to make more adrenaline and cortisol, which in turn have an effect on every single system in the body. All of these changes help to prepare us to react quickly and effectively to handle the stressors. Our heart pumps faster and our breathing rate increases so that we can get away from whatever the stressor is. Our blood vessels dilate so that more blood can flow and get to the large muscle groups. Our pupils dilate to improve our vision. The liver releases its store of glucose to increase the body's energy and sweat is also produced to cool the body. The non-essential processes in the body that would take away from this fright, flight, or freeze stress response such as the digestive system, the reproductive system, and growth processes are decreased by cortisol. In addition, cortisol decreases our protective immune response and instead increases inflammation. Now, this reaction is actually natural. It's known as the stress response. And when it's working properly, the stress response protects us. It increases and enhances our ability to perform well under pressure and under any state of stress. But it can also cause a lot of problems when it's always on. And if the stress response is always on, inflammation is always on. And so why is inflammation so important? Well, inflammation is the common denominator of pretty much every illness and chronic disease. Inflammation has been shown to be associated with a host of health conditions, including cancer, heart disease, asthma, and even fibromyalgia and autoimmune diseases. Studies have also shown that inflammation in the brain is closely linked to depression. So from cancer to the common cold, inflammation is the constant throughout all illnesses and diseases. And so how do we control the stress response? Well, we control the stress response through our choices. And the choices that we make will either prolong the stress response and increase inflammation, or they will interrupt the stress response and decrease inflammation. So back to the point I made before, every choice that we make, everything that we do on a daily basis is either anti-inflammatory or inflammatory. And the choice points are the focus in Ayurveda. By identifying the sources of our stressors and then becoming aware of the thoughts we think, the feelings we feel, and the resulting reactions, the action or inaction that we choose, we determine whether we go down a path to healing and health or down the path to symptoms, illness, and chronic disease. Now, I've talked about this idea of health weakening choices versus health supporting choices in previous episodes. And remember, it's not about choices being good or bad. There's no judgment in Ayurveda. Instead, it's about how a specific choice affects each of us individually. Based on what's going on personally, the same choice can be either health weakening or health supporting. I find that any choice taken to an extreme can be health weakening. And that's what the term, quote, soft addictions, end quote, is referring to. Soft addictions are those seemingly harmless habits like overeating, 
drinking lots of coffee, watching too much TV, compulsive shopping, mindlessly surfing the internet or scrolling through Instagram, procrastinating, and overworking. These are the things that actually prevent us from achieving optimal health and living a vibrant life. Soft addictions numb us from our feelings. They drain our energy, cost us money, and steal our time. And by the way, we all have them and we all use them to try and manage the stressors that are outside of us. We get hooked on them because they seem as normal behavior. Because when we think of addictions, we think of drug or alcohol addiction. Soft addictions, on the other hand, can look like they're supportive of our health. After all, if we're not drinking tons of alcohol or smoking cigarettes all the time or using illicit drugs, we think, well, we're not doing something that's so bad for our health, right? I mean, how bad can it be to shop a little too much or to numb feelings with food or to surf the internet and watch TV to relax and calm our minds? The problem is that we end up relying on these behaviors to deal with our feelings and many times to numb our feelings. We start using these behaviors exclusively instead of engaging in behaviors that would actually support our health better. And so the point here is that we all have stressors in our lives. And as I always say, we can't bubble wrap ourselves and protect ourselves from the stressors of life and from the stressors of the world. Those will always be there. And as long as there are stressors, we will always be having the physiological cascade of hormones that affect every system of our bodies and minds to respond to these stressors through the stress response. And so we end up back at the choice points, our thoughts, feelings, and reactions that we choose once the stress response has been activated within us. And it's really these choice points that are the key in determining if we have illness or if we have health. And so the logical next question is, well, how do I shift from making choices that are soft addictions and health weakening to choices that are more coping strategies that are health supporting. Well, let's translate all of this information into Ayurveda for everyone. In Ayurveda, we call coping strategies that are health supporting choices, remedies. And there are three areas of remedies that we use, routines, diet, and the tools of yoga. Now, the brilliance of Ayurveda is its capacity to distill a variety of complex symptoms into a few simple qualitative patterns, which then determine which remedies will be most effective for each person. When we distill the stress response down into its most essential characteristics and begin to understand the qualities it activates in the body and mind, we gain an intuitive grasp of how to use opposing forces to invite a return to balance. I've talked about this principle before, which is the golden principle, which says that like increases like and opposites reduce. So by applying the golden principle, you can identify the qualities of your primary feelings that are triggered by the stressors and then choose remedies that cultivate the opposite qualities to return to more balance. The three primary feelings we're going to talk about are anxiety, anger, and sadness. Let's start with anxiety. This feeling has the qualities of the air element, which are cold, light, and mobile. Anxiety can also show up with fear, panic, worry, insomnia, 
and a loss of appetite. If stressors in the world and in your life are triggering the primary feelings of anxiety within you, you probably have a tendency towards soft addictions, which are health weakening, such as shopping impulsively, daydreaming excessively, and procrastinating. These choices are health weakening and will prolong the stress response, causing increased inflammation. Instead, coping strategies that are more health-supporting interrupt the stress response to decrease inflammation. So let's go through these remedies. The first is routines. Maintaining a regular bedtime and a bedtime routine is really important if you're feeling anxiety. This helps to cultivate the opposite quality of stable. Next is the diet as remedy. It's really important to decrease raw foods and cold drinks and instead increase warm cooked foods with heavier root vegetables and healthy fats. This will help to cultivate the qualities of warm, oily, and stable. To use tools of yoga as remedy, try doing more grounding postures that are seated or supine. Extend the exhale of your breath and try a guided meditation that will help to decrease your mind from wandering. All of these tools help to cultivate the qualities of stable. The next primary feeling is anger, which has the qualities of the element of fire, which are hot, sharp, and mobile. Anger can also show up with increased irritability, frustration, rashes, acne, and GI pain. If stressors that are in the world and in your life primarily trigger a response and a feeling of anger, you're probably someone who has a tendency towards soft addictions such as drinking too much coffee, overworking, or cleaning and organizing excessively. These choices are health weakening and they prolong the stress response and cause increased inflammation. Instead, coping strategies that are more health supporting remedies that will interrupt the stress response and decrease inflammation are the following. Routines that limit work and have strict times for work, a start time and an end time, decreasing the busyness in your life of always doing, 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 and increasing more time for just being. As far as the diet goes, decrease caffeine, sugar, and spicy and fried foods, and instead increase warm cooked foods. And finally, the tools of yoga. Try restorative postures that are supine or seated. Extend the exhale of your breath and try a forgiveness meditation. All of these remedies cultivate the opposite qualities of cool, dull, and stable. And the third primary feeling is sadness, which has the qualities of earth, cool, heavy, and stable. Now, sadness can also show up with increased lethargy, lack of motivation, stubbornness, and nasal congestion. If the stressors in the world and your life are primarily triggering feelings of sadness within you, you might have a tendency towards soft addictions such as overeating, watching too much TV, scrolling social media, and surfing the internet incessantly. These are all choices that are health weakening. They are soft addictions that prolong the stress response and cause increased inflammation. 
Instead, by choosing coping strategies that are more health supporting, you can interrupt the stress response to decrease inflammation. Now let's go through some of these remedies. The first is routines. It's really important to have a consistent, regular wake-up time and also to make sure that you go outside and get in nature. Take a brisk walk every single day. For the diet, decrease sweet, sour, and salty foods and instead increase warm cooked foods that are nutrient-dense. And finally, the tools of yoga. Do standing poses, balancing poses, and even flow sequences of different postures. Extend the inhale of your breath and try a walking meditation or mantra meditation. Both of these will increase the energy and the vibration that you're feeling. And so as you can see, the key here, the connection or bridge between the stressors and the resulting inflammation are the choices that we make on a daily basis. Every choice that we make is either anti-inflammatory or inflammatory. They're either health supporting or health weakening. And by using the principles of Ayurveda, you can make health supporting choices every day using the remedies of routines, diet, and the tools of yoga. The key to managing the stressors in the world and in our life and the ensuing stress response that happens physiologically in our body and our minds is self-knowledge and self-awareness. Awareness of the soft addictions or health weakening choices that we may be using to numb our feelings that are triggered by these stressors. We may not be able to change the stressors that are in our world or in our lives, but we can control our choices. The choices that determine if we go down the path to illness or the path to health. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Healing Catalyst podcast. Until next time, be well. If you love this podcast, and I so hope you did, please subscribe. That way you'll get real-time updates anytime I post a new episode. And if you're feeling really inspired, please leave a review so that others can find this podcast more easily. If you want to learn more, Visit me on the interwebs at avantikumarsingh.com and you can subscribe to my newsletter where I send exclusive invites to my events, special announcements, and give you more self-healing tools and tips. And if you want to hang out even more with me, I spend most of my time on Instagram. You can find me at avantikumarsingh and we can connect more there. Until next time, remember... With the right catalyst, you have the power to activate your own healing because healing starts within.